0: welcome to the access church podcast grab out your note sheet and let's jump right into today's sermon good morning everybody how you doing no we gotta liven up how you guys doing beautiful day in southern california it's not hot yet we've got a lot to be thankful for um All right, today, uh, if you want to get uh, the Bible on your apps ready, or if you brought it with you, we're going to be in John 13 again. Uh, So if you want to prepare that, uh, we got a few things going on, and you can go to our uh, website. Uh, Probably this week we'll be putting more specifics up um, on a a couple events. So one is uh, Young Life. Fundraiser. And the most godly way you can do a fundraiser is by playing golf. It's 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 biblical, right? And so uh, they have a golf tournament. We're going to be promoting it. Um, we're going to be promoting that on our website. It'll also be on the app under events. And so we're going to sponsor a. Uh, is it or we're sponsoring a hole, right? So that means that we get to like put up all our signs and just run around and. Force people to go to Access Church or not golf. Be like, you can't hit that ball unless you come to my church. All right, yeah. So we'll do the Christian thing, but um, we're gonna sponsor a whole. This is a great ministry. A lot of our youth uh, are a part of this ministry. Uh, Ryan and Aaliyah uh, and their whole family. I think the uh, everybody leads in some capacity uh, by choice, right? Not by force, by choice. And so, um, but it's a great ministry to teenagers as far as just not only discipling, deepening faith, but uh, as an outreach. And so. Uh, we want to support them and homegrown. they're here. and so uh, we want to continue to uh, help fund that ministry. And so uh, what we're gonna do is we get eight is it eight spots with sponsoring a hole. and so um, we'll have a sign up if you want to golf and it's gonna be for free. but here's what I want to do is we have eight spots. This is a great opportunity to invite someone disconnected from church uh, and hanging around. Christians in a beautiful environment. And so we're going to use this also as an outreach opportunity. And so uh, just encourage you with that. You can sign them up also, but um, start inviting people. Maybe that like to golf, not going to church, don't know God, and just want to kind of hang out in a great environment. So also in two weeks, we're going to have uh, an after church lunch because we're starting to open up more as a church. We have uh, indoor opportunities, things like that. We need to have a discussion. We need to talk. We need to plan. We need to strategize. So we can really start moving forward, bringing in a little bit more organization and seeing what people wanna do. And uh, and so in two weeks, please prioritize that. It's gonna be an after church, lots to discuss and talk about as a church. And so uh, you wanna make sure that you kinda of know kinda of where we're going, what we need and how each person plays a part in that. And so um, two weeks, make it a priority, got family vacation, cancel it, uh, be here, just tell them. We gotta make sure that we're good to go. So. Uh, and I think we're going to do, um, we're going to get some Mexican food. You don't want to pass that up. It's going to be good. So, um, that's just a heads up on that. All right. Before you guys get in groups as we're doing each week to have a nice little discussion. Uh, yes. Questions. We're doing Q and A. We're going to put that up under events probably this week, Andrew, you think? Yeah. We'll work hard and get that up, um, uh, Andrew's going to connect probably with Aaliyah, get the information. So, hoping maybe like like Monday or Tuesday, like like Tuesday night, we'll get it up. Okay. So, it's the tournament's not for a few months, too. So, we have time to come. Is it April 30th? Yeah, we got time. Awesome. Hey, so your JQ challenge, your Jesus quotient challenge this last week was serving uh, connection groups. The video group's already been going for two weeks in person was wonderful, we had a nice little fire outside Wednesday and Thursday night, that was awesome. So good, so good to get back going. I I was just so pumped. And so um, uh, if you're not in a connection group, man, that encouragement is vital. And so uh, I encourage you to sign up for that or let us know so you wanna jump in. But uh, we were able to discuss it a little bit. And so um, how was serving? The the Jesus quotient we focused on, the character was serving, any feedback before we get into groups? As far as like, was it enjoyable? Jesus said that, blessed are you, right? That if you serve, that you'll be blessed. Was it a struggle? Anybody have any cool stories? Just anything to kind of share that as your focus on serving this week. What was that like for you guys? Or did we just say we didn't serve it? We're like, oh, we just skipped it this week. Yeah, Heather, go ahead. So for you, it's just that attitude of service was exciting. It's like it's actually exciting to serve if you have the right perspective, rather than like I have to. Yeah, just that change in perspective. Um, yeah, especially know it's a big deal to God. When you know something's a big deal to God, you can make it a big deal to you. It's like, oh, this is a big deal to Him. Awesome. Anybody else? Serving. All right. Yeah, Tim. I to serve, uh, my wife all week. To that. Serve. After surgery, yeah. yeah. Forced service, but you still wanted to. Awesome. So you took the week off work, uh-huh. serve, take care of your wife. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to go ahead and have our discussion as we do each week to kind of prep before we jump into uh, the Bible. And so um, if you can get in uh, groups around... Uh, the tables if you don't know each other i'll have uh give you a question to get to know each other and then we'll kind of jump into the topic this week and so i'm gonna pray we're gonna get this started and then uh get in groups of about you know anywhere from like four to to, to maybe four to eight if it's bigger than that maybe break it up so um we have a good discussion but uh figure out where you want while i'm praying you can figure out who you want to hang out with and look around and then uh make the move all right here we go jesus thank you so much um, that uh, we get to just slow down and think about what's most important. And that's your heart, your mission, your desires. And uh, so God, I pray that you would just use our conversation, use our time. Uh, I pray for each one of us that we'd allow you to challenge us and encourage us and shape us. And that um, we would see how blessed we are, that when we trust you and obey you, that like there is joy, there is happiness. There is uh, miracles that happen when we just walk with you. Give us eyes to see and give us um, ears to hear today. In your name, Jesus, amen. All right, go ahead and get in your groups. Your, uh, your first question is we're gonna go deep. This could be divisive. I'm hoping this doesn't divide us, I'm hoping it unifies us, but I got into a debate today, or not today, but this week, and it was Apple versus Android. Apple versus Android. Are you an Apple person? android and then back it up with why i know that's deeply passionate for some of you guys so what what phone do you have and if you don't know what phone you have you're like i don't know what an android apple is then um you're just you're bliss because you don't know what you're doing so that's great but apple or android why go for it discuss all right so how how many are uh hardcore apple like Yep, like you have the the tattoo on your back shoulder and everything, right? (laughs) Like you're you're in. And now how many of you are Android people? So I'll never buy an Apple. In fact, I'll spit on it if I see it in my, some of you hardcore. There's more, I noticed there's more hardcore Apple people than like Apple people tend to be a little bit more cult-like than the Android. And then how many of you don't even know what you have? You really just, whatever is in your hand? Okay. Oh, you're very not. Yeah, all right, we got one. It's like, I don't know what's in my, I don't know what's in my hand. Okay, we're gonna go a little bit, a little bit deeper. This hat this pertains to the talk today. So um the question is this how were you loved by someone this week? The first question might be was I? Or did I feel like I was? <clears throat> but not the feeling of it. I know some of us feel like I feel like it. Can we pinpoint as far as how were you loved by it could be God? or a person, but how were you loved this week? Or maybe another one is, were you, or as far as like, I can't think of anything. I kinda wanna be honest in that spectrum there. So how were you loved this week, or were you loved this week? That's your question. I know we just went from like shallow, like (laughs) to the deep end, but it pertains with the talk today. So engage, think about it, might be silent for a little bit around the table, and then share with your group. How were you loved this week? All right, if I'm cutting you short, I apologize. But uh, what were either something that stood out to you that you heard from someone that they shared like, oh, that was cool as far as how they shared how they were loved or maybe for you personally. How how were you loved this week? What were some things that stood out or some things that impacted you this week? Yeah. You're going to have to yell. I can't hear you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you you felt loved by someone thinking of you and giving something specific to you that encouraged you. Awesome. What are other examples? I know I'm trying to put pressure on this side, but they just stared me down, so I just went to this side. (laughs) Go for it. So you you felt loved by, in some sense, being served as far as being noticed. She noticed you. So you felt loved by, hey, someone noticed me. I'm tired, maybe where I'm at, and then was willing to do something for you. Okay? Very cool. Notice the variety here. There's a variety of ways, right? That people feel loved. Jeremiah, are you raising your hand or just saying Amen. <laughs> So someone taking time out of their schedule or noticing that you need help that you're in need, that's a way that hey, I feel loved that way. Okay. One or two others. Yeah, way in the back. The two greatest ways to love help with kids. <laughs> Husbands, write that down and <laughs> and then packing if you're moving <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, that's like other than going to the cross that's the greatest way to be loved yes yeah Ashley Ephraim looks surprised <laughs> hey you're all me like me this sounds... okay Ah, Ephraim. Hey, right now all the husbands are angry. They're like, Ugh, "Ephraim." <laughs> Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's good. It's good to be able to it's good to be able to express that because sometimes the way we feel loved is not the way someone else feels loved and so knowing how they feel loved, you can love them, you know, in a way that's really encouraging and um it's interesting to hear the different ways that we felt loved, right? Some of it was at work, some of it's in the home, some of it's through acts of service, some of it's just being acknowledged. All these different ways, these different opportunities uh to love. I know for me this week I felt just uh very loved by our church as far as just starting connection groups, right? We have a Wednesday night one, a Thursday night one, but but when people show up, it sounds weird, but when you get your house ready you do everything, you know, and people are excited to be there, like that, that felt loved, you know? And so and then all of a sudden just felt filled up, right? The rest of the week, just more energy and joy and things like that. And so it's interesting how just these little things sometimes, right? Thinking that you, you might not thinking you're loving someone, but by you doing something or participating, it adds love to, uh, to an environment. And um, obviously, you know what we're gonna be talking about today. So it's no surprise, right? We're gonna be talking about uh, love, but I wanna talk about it in this context. As far as, This is something that is so simple um, but is also so difficult for us as human beings, love. Now, almost every movie and every song written is about love or the lack of love, right? Especially, right? If you're, uh, you know, uh, depending on uh, the song, depending on the movie, but it's either, even an action movie, right? Everything blows up. And, and the man and woman kissed like, while things are blowing up, which my mom, I'm like, who kisses when they're dirty and things blow up? You know, people die and they're like, I love you. It's like, no, no, come on. But why? Because even in an action movie, there's something in the human spirit we desire to love and be loved, but we stink at it. I don't know if you've noticed that. So something we desire so deeply, now where does that come from? Well, to me, this would point to the reason for God. Because if there is no God, then that would make sense that we act like animals where love doesn't matter. It's survival, right? Survival of the fittest. You inject things like love, you have to inject a being outside of us. The Bible would talk about this and Jesus would talk about this over and over again. In fact, the book we're going through, John mentions love more than any other book in the Bible. It's a big deal to John. So if we're reading through John, (laughs) we better be getting love because that's the central theme. In fact, John wrote another letter, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. It's towards the back of the New Testament. This is what he says in, in 1 John 4. He says, beloved, let us love one another. Why? Because love is from God. Love is from him. If you lack God, you lack love. If you lack an understanding of God, you lack an understanding of love. God is love which is so important for us as Christians because sometimes we paint a picture of God, but he's not loving, he's condemning, he's super judgmental, he's very bipartisan, he's looking to nitpick. And what we actually do is we project our own moms and dads and maybe if they weren't too loving and we project that on God. In fact, the lack of love really can come in two ways. One is there's just a vacuum of it, right? Maybe we're in an environment where love's not given through words and through actions, right? Maybe in our home or at our work environment. So you can have a vacuum of love, which any of us that have grown up in that situation, I remember being a youth pastor and any home that lacked love, I can instantly tell because those kids as teenagers acted out. It was very easy. One of two ways, super depressed or super rebellious. In fact, in girls, it was easier than boys because I could see it in the way they dressed. And it was, I didn't use mission for 12 years. I could pick it out. I could see usually a boy or a girl and I could tell what kind of home life they had. It was that noticeable because love is so important for a child developmentally. But also for some of us, it's not that we're in a vacuum of love. It's that we lack the ability to receive love. So love is all around us, but there's something in us. There's a shell there that doesn't want to receive. No, I'm good on my own. No, I don't need any help not any encouraging words. We put up this front. Um I was um at a gas station uh last night and there's a police officer behind me he had a few snacks and I'm like, "Hey, let me get that for you, man. I appreciate what you do." No, 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 don't worry about it. I'm like, "No, no, no. I I I want you to not appreciate it." I go, "And is that all you're getting cuz I don't want to buy more than that. Is that all you you know, I was trying to be, you know, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Bro, just an opportunity to feel loved. Like if anyone needs to feel some love right now, it's police officers. Like but interesting, no, 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 I'm good. And here's the thing, yeah, I know you have enough money, but just let me show this. And so some of us are like, well, I don't need that love. I'm not saying that you need it, but it might be good for you to have it. Let someone speak an encouraging word. Let someone buy something for you. I remember I opened the door for one, one time, and she walked by me she's like, I could've done it on my, own. said something like, I could've done it on my own or something like that. Like, like didn't want me to open the door. And here's what it's interesting is when we have a breakdown of love, it not only is bad for them, but it's bad for the person trying to give it because all of a sudden it's it's there's no motivation. Well, fine, I won't open doors for anybody anymore then, you know, because cause then you project everybody has that attitude. Well, now there's less and less love in our society, there's less and less love in our home. And so today we're gonna be looking at that, looking at what is love and the importance of love. John says, beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God. Not whoever memorizes Bible verses, not whoever goes to church, not whoever's super moral. The only verse that says that you're born of God is only attached to love. If I lack love, I lack either the presence of God or the understanding of God in my life. So it's a big telltale sign. Love is a big indicator for us because it's a big deal to God. In fact, he goes on to say, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. This is why John highlights it in John 13. Now, before I, I move forward and go through John, I wanna make a statement as I try every week. This is my thesis or not my thesis. I think this is John's thesis or what God's trying to speak through John. Here's the thesis, if you want a very concise understanding for today. It's gonna be a little bit long, but I couldn't break it down anymore. So I'm like, it is what it is. Our ability to love deeply and well over time, our ability to love deeply and well, healthy love over time is impacted more by our understanding of God than our interactions with others. I'm gonna break that down. Our ability to love deeply and well over time, because all of us can do like one time, like we do an event and we love people and then but then we don't go and love throughout the week, right? So over time, our ability to love deeply and well over time is impacted more by our understanding of God than our interactions with others. This is really important because most of us, we really love depending on how we've been treated by others. I love depending on how I've been, how I grew up. And for some of us, that's frustrating because we grew up maybe in an unloving home. We become Christians and we find it difficult even in our older age to love properly. Those formative years were really damaged. Or maybe we treat others at work depending on how they treat us, right? And so if they treat us well, then I'll treat them well. But the Bible says, no, no, no. Love is not really dictated by other people. If you wanna love in a supernatural, long lasting, deep, miraculous way, you gotta change it saying the ability to do that really is, by how I understand God, not people. John 13, this is after, by the way, Jesus washed the disciples' feet, right? John 12 and John 13, we've attached together in a timeline. This is the last week of Jesus as far as before he goes to the cross. Anyone that's about to die, I don't know if you've been around people that they're on their last days, but if they have any depth to them at all, any words that they exchange with you will be very profound. Right When my mom passed away, we had some of our most deepest conversations, which reminded me don't wait till the last week of someone's life. (laughs) But we can't help that. When life is precarious, we tend to have deeper conversations. How we look, what we're eating, what's on TV, we don't care about that anymore. (laughs) Those are distractions for healthy people. But when you're about to be done with this life, your conversations get a little bit deeper. Jesus is about to be done with here for now. So the conversation gets deeper. Now he says, guys, I'm about to go to the cross. This is what it's all about. That's what John 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 are about. If you wanna know the heavy words of Jesus, his will for your life, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, the heavy words of Jesus, he's about to go to the cross. It doesn't get any more clear than that. This is what he says, John thirteen thirty three. He says, my children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me just as I told the Jews. So I tell you now where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give to you, a new command, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. Do you know what the old command was? You guys remember? Love your neighbor as yourself. Now he's saying, I got a, a greater command. This is important because you're going to read the word command throughout John 13, 14, 15, 16. He's going to say, if you love me, obey my commands. Now this should trigger your brain. What's his commands? Go back to John 13. Love others as God has loved you. So my ability to love others is not how they treat me. So when I look at someone, I don't look at them through the, the prism of my, my own eyes. I look at them through the prism of Jesus' eyes and I'm gonna treat them based on how he's treated me. So if he's been patient and kind, forgiving, if he's been truthful and honest, even when it hurts, but it's been good for me, now I'm gonna treat others based on how God treats me. That changes the way you do relationships, right? He says, this is the perspective of a Christian, of a disciple. A new command I give to you, love one another, love your kids, love your spouse, love your neighbors, love your coworkers, not on how they act, but on who God is and how he's treated you. Now, here's what's really important is if you don't understand how God has treated you, you're not going to understand how to treat others. If you view God as someone that's just looking to bust you, like he's, He's looking to be disappointed. He cannot, he created you in order to just disappoint you and be disappointed. Like if you, well, that's going to impact how you treat others then. (laughs) Because if you feel judged by him, you will judge others. I would encourage you to read the gospels. That's why we're going through the gospel. Is this truly who God is? Did he get frustrated with the disciples when they didn't get something right away? Did after a week with the disciples, he said, oh, Peter, I shouldn't have recruited you. I'm going to recruit someone else. Did he recruit that? Was it one of those things where he's like, you guys are the B team. I need to recruit an A team. Is that what he did? So do you really think God's gonna reject you when Jesus showed that he stays with people even when they're rebellious, even when they're dumb, even when they say stupid things, even when they don't get it, their theology is not completely correct, how he walks with them? Do you think that that's not an example for you today to give you confidence that as foolish as I feel, rebellious as well, I'm showing up to church, I just, I was a professional sinner this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I went to Connection Group and I lied, I said it was a great week and then I sinned on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? And you show up today and you're looking for a word from God. And he just looks and he says, I love you. And I want to I wanna change you, not because I'm disappointed, but because I'm hopeful for what I can do through you if you let me. Right? He's, is that the gospel? One of you is excited. The rest of you are like, nah, I still feel like a loser. One person feels stoked. The rest are like, no, I'm going to lose it, Brian. <laughs> oh, I, I'm so sorry. Well, we had the phone call and I didn't want to say your name, but I, I, you know, I knew you would. This is why nobody talks to me during the week. They're like, I'm not sharing with Brian anything. <laughs> He'll use it. A new command I give to you, love one another as I loved you, so you must love one another. What's the most imper- p- important word there? As I have loved you, so you must love one another. What's the most important word you think there? Say what? Love. Ah, oh, no, you're wrong. Who said Must. My son, yes. Yes, I've trained you well. <laughs> Actually, I, I told him before the service so we would look good, so you know I took time to week because I you know I'm a pastor, I have a lot of time. I, I looked up the word must. I don't know if you know what must means, but I did a deep dive. Well, yeah, that's what I came to the conclusion. Took you two seconds. Yeah, you have to, <laughs> right? Notice there's no option there. If you're a Christian must love as you've been loved. If I struggle with that, your struggle is not relationally with people. Your ultimate struggle is you gotta slow down. Your your struggle is with God. So sometimes we try to fix relationships on the vertical or the, the horizontal, but we really need to take care of it on the vertical. That's why we struggle here, is because we're struggling here. If I get God and I understand God, I will get people and understand people and I can love them no matter how they treat me. Why? Because I'm fully loved by God. Think about it. If I'm fully forgiven, fully loved, his spirit is in me, he's got good plans for me, he'll protect me, he'll provide for me, he's a king of kings, he's the Lord of lords, he's a good father. All these things, if someone doesn't treat me well, they don't dictate my life. How do I stay out of just getting obsessed with politics? They don't dictate my life. But Brian, what if we become a socialist country and all that kind of stuff? Then we'll join Christians who are flourishing in China, who are under communism, who love Jesus, and we'll learn from them. But the politicians don't dictate how I treat people that week. They don't dictate my emotions. I'm fully loved and known by God, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. You see how that prioritizes everything. And I can go into work. What if I have a bad boss? The boss doesn't dictate your life. God does. And if he doesn't love me, it's all right. I'm completely filled by God's love. What if I'm in a difficult marriage or you go through those difficult seasons? All marriages go through them. If you've been long married longer than, I don't know, I'll give you a year. I'll give you your first year, just awesome, right? But you're gonna go through what I call the dark years. My wife and I've been through them. Why do I go through those dark years for God to show you that You need him more than actually your spouse and learn to love your spouse even if you don't feel loved. learning to love by how you're loved by God, not by loved by them. So we'll go through ups and downs and that's to draw us to God and eventually draw us to our spouse. So you come up through those dark years and your love is more refined, more mature and deeper and better and sweeter than ever. That's where it should be in year 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, right? So he's saying God is loving. and we must love. So in order to do that, that means we must recognize and receive God's love before we can love other people well. That also means that love is to reflect God more than to respond to people. So for me to love well, I must look to reflect God, then let my love be a response to people. It means I'm proactive. I'm not waiting to love, I'm proactive because I'm reflecting God's love in my life. Jesus goes on to say, John 13, he goes on to say this throughout the chapters. Look what he says in John 14. I'm going to start in verse 18. He says, listen, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, right? Because I live, you will also live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father and you are in me and I am in you. Whoever has my commands, what command is that? Whoever has my commands, is it all the commandments of the Old Testament? He's referencing back to what he just said, the chapter before. Whoever has my commands, what command? To love others as God has loved you and keeps them is the one who loves me. How do I know if I love God? It's not by how you feel. It's not by how you sing. It's not by if you cry. Emotion's good but emotions cannot tell you if you really love. How do you how do you know if you love? Obey. Love as God has loved you. That's how God, if you wanna know God's love language, his love language is love others as the way I've loved you. That's my love language. If you wanna say, I wanna love God this week. Awesome. Love others as he's loved you and he feels loved. He goes on to say, um, then in verse 22, it says, Judas then said, and it says not Judas Iscariot, which had to stink for that guy that his name was Judas and the other guy was Judas, but he says, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus says this in verse 23, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not have love um, or who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the father who sent me. Jesus says, then all this, I have spoken to you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I've said. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. If you want to know the role of the Holy Spirit, it's to teach you how to love like Jesus. That means that if you're a Christian, what what do we believe? We believe that once you become a Christian, Jesus puts his spirit in you. It's called the Holy Spirit. He's in you, why do you need the Holy Spirit? Because he's gonna now give you desires and inclinations to love as God. And our desires then that we respond to that. You know that little voice that says, say those encouraging words, forgive there. Why don't you go do that? And we're like, "Eh." we wanna begin to follow those. The Holy Spirit this week will lead you to love as Jesus has loved. So he says, I give to you the Holy Spirit to do this. And he says, listen, from here, peace I leave with you. That when you love in this way, it's actually very peaceful. When I don't, when I love not depending on how someone's treated me, but how God treated me, it actually brings a real peaceful life. And here's why: because my behavior is no longer dictated by how people treat me. How freeing is that? My be, my behavior is not dictated by how they treat me. What a cool week this can be for us, as the Holy Spirit leads each one of us. His desire is to love others the way God's loved you. So here's the key thing this week is, that's our JQ challenge. And I wanna encourage you with this, before you think about loving others, maybe we should take some time today and this week to think about how God has loved us and then try to mirror that in other people's lives. If you understand how God's loved you, then you can understand how you can love others. If you wanna write this down, this could be a great passage to meditate on each day. I encourage you with this. It's 1 Corinthians 13, four through eight. It says this, it defines love. Cause someone was like, well, what is love? Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record Of wrongs, what if you lived this week and you did not keep a record of the wrongs someone committed? Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. What if we loved others by actually being honest with them and truthful? Now, obviously, the way you say truth is very important. (laughs) But some of us, we lack love because we're actually not honest or truthful with the people around us. Whether we hide the truth or we're not even speaking truth and we're allowing lies to flourish. That's actually unloving to speak lies. You've seen the different ways we can apply this. Or we're not honest with someone about how we feel or think about something. And so we're not being truthful with what's going on inside of us. Love, it goes on to say, always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. And it says in verse eight, this type of love never fails. I'd encourage you, some of us have done this before, put your name in for love this week. Brian is patient. Brian is kind. Brian does not envy. Brian just making it that intimate and seeing how your week goes this week. So that's our JQ challenge. Love others as God has loved you. In order to do that, you must understand how has God loved you this week. Connection groups, be ready to share where we failed, where we succeeded, and what that was like, and if we truly experience the peace that God talks about this week. I'm excited for us to see what and how the Holy Spirit is gonna lead us in our families, at work, and in our neighborhoods this week. The worship team is gonna come up and as we sing these songs that we've already sang about God's love in our lives, It's always good for us as we take communion to be reminded that Jesus says that the greatest thing you can do, the greatest way to love this week is to sacrifice yourself. And when we take communion, we're reminded of God loved us in the greatest way and that's he sacrificed himself. That might even be a reminder for you this week of how God might want you to sacrifice yourself for others. And that's the greatest way to love. So you can take communion during worship if you don't blow over. guys good to go let me pray for you and we'll take time just to let God speak to us Jesus um, I feel like in some ways that John culminates in these chapters here and God I pray as a church and as families that we would never forget that The greatest way we can reflect you is by being loving, the way you intend us to love, by being humble, by being honest, by not being self-seeking, by serving, by sacrificing, by overlooking wrongs, by forgiving. I pray for our church this week, Jesus, that each one of us here would really have an encounter with you this week. We wouldn't just understand intellectually your love, but we'd almost be overwhelmed in our hearts and souls by how much you love us. We would see your goodness in ways we've never seen it before. The way you protect us, the way you guide us, the way you provide for us. And I pray that as we're overwhelmed in that way that we would overwhelm others with love. I cannot wait to hear the stories, Jesus, of how you work through us for your glory and for your honor, but also for our peace and for our happiness as we live out your love, Jesus. So we worship you. Speak to us now. Encourage us now in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information or to get in contact with our pastoral staff, please go to go gotoaccesschurch.com.